Hey, Messengers listeners. Today we are talking about data-driven design. Uh, that is not designing based on just what you think looks good, but on what actually functions and performs best for you and your business as well. So stay tuned. All right, welcome to the Messengers Podcast. I am Chris Searles. With me today is Rob Seifert, the creative director here at Searles Graphics. Uh, today we're talking about data-driven design, uh, which really is about getting getting you out of the thought process of design being all about what looks nice and uh, more into kind of comboing uh, an aesthetic with a functional purpose um, and then actually collecting data and using the data that you collect to make changes to that design to optimize for performance. Um, we talk about it hopefully in almost every episode because it's that important. Uh, we definitely talked about it a good amount in last week's episode uh, about Facebook advertising. Um, we've talked about it in, in, in a number of other episodes. Uh, if you want, check out um, the video for this podcast on YouTube. We'll try to link to all those. Uh, and if you uh, go to the our website, messengers.blog, um, we'll try to link to a bunch of those as well. So if you're uh, a little more, if you're more interested in seeing, reading, watching, listening to um, some of those episodes uh, where we go into uh, how to collect that data maybe in a little more detail. Um, definitely check that out. But uh, today we really want to talk about how it actually drives your design, um, you know, what kind of design decisions you're making uh, and, and making sure that you're making those decisions based on data and not just uh, somebody's subjective opinion on what they think looks a little better than what somebody else thinks. Um, really these days, it's never been easier to, to collect data. I mean, that's why big data is a thing. That's why it's an entire industry in and of itself, um, because we have the ability to collect enormous amounts of data. But one of the problems that we see a lot is people that, uh, even if they're collecting data, they're not actually using it. Um, we have a, a blog post that I wrote an article for our blog a long time ago um, advising a lot of people not even to put Google Analytics on their website because they'd put it in there and then would never even look at it. They have mm. no idea what's going on on their website, um, even with the ability to find out exactly what pages people are looking at, what content they're looking at, mm -hmm. um, what's causing them to leave your website. I mean, all those things, all that stuff is available. And the lack of utilization of those tools, even when they're there and collecting data, to me is kind of astonishing. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I mean, the, you know, we've never in the history of marketing has there been the ability to collect that kind of data or, you know, at the scale that we can do it now, right. um, the key is actually using it and, and changing what you're doing based on the realities of, of the way people are interacting with your design. Yeah. I think it's also still relatively so new, you know, in terms of all this data that we have access to, that it's, um, it's a little overwhelming for a lot of people, you know, to, to try to do it all on their own and evaluate everything. Uh, I definitely understand a little bit more why, you know, 
on, you know, not understanding data evaluation as well as you do, but, you know, I can see, definitely see the benefit of it. You know, I, you know, I understand that, you know, that you can determine people's, you know, uh, buying behaviors and, and, you know, fine tune markets by evaluating that data. Well, I think that's a good point. Uh, that that information overload is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of and for a lot of people, most people, I would say, um, if if you don't kind of really enjoy getting into the weeds and digging through that and trying to find stuff that works, um, a lot of times you're you know, I know most of our clients they'll log into Google Analytics once and they just see the sheer volume mm. of stuff that's available. Uh, and just kind of say, I don't have the time to mm-hmm. even attempt to figure out what I'm looking at here. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to, you know, it's not a new thing, right? We've had the ability to do some element of that for a long time. I mm-hmm. mean, there's always been, you know, since eight, 800 numbers were uh, created, you've had the ability to put two different phone numbers on two different ads and test those ads against each other and see which one generates more results. Um, You know, so there's been an ability to do that. It's just been much simpler uh, as far as what your options were. Uh, And you didn't have to worry about optimizing 10 different landing pages uh, and testing those against each other and trying to figure out, you know, on each individual page, which elements of that page are actually working, which ones aren't, what are people looking at, what aren't they. Um, as far as the, you know, the creative that got them to that page in the first place, what was working, which ones of those were working, which ones weren't. Um, even if you're kind of tying that into your print advertising, it's the same thing, right? I mean, I did a direct mail piece and, uh, you know, we tested two different versions of that. But, you know, what part of which of those pieces actually drove people to our website or to pick up the phone? Uh, And then once they were there, how can I track down what I was doing at that point in the conversation to keep them there and what parts of the design worked and what parts didn't? Um, So I think that the the sheer volume of it all gets overwhelming for a lot of people, especially small businesses where you don't have a team of people dedicated to that stuff, or you're not isolated to the point where it's okay. Well, this is this product team that's focused on optimizing for this product, you know, where if you're a small business and you sell a bunch of different things and you have a lot of different products or different services and you're one person trying to optimize all those things, it becomes very overwhelming very fast. Yeah. Uh, and I think the key to that is is start somewhere. Yeah. Focus on one thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, right? Compartmentalize it and just take it one chunk at a time. I mean, I guess, you know, just hearing what you're saying, I guess the start that I would have is, you know, determining the variables you want to test within it, you know, whether you're, you know, design being one thing, the message being another, you know, and you know, keep your keep your market consistent, and then just see which one of those is working better. Better if we're talking about you know, data driven design here. I mean that that would be my start point for something like that. Yeah, I think there's two primary um, items that you can look at. One would be creative, right? Mm-hmm. What uh, whether it's advertising, if it's um, videos that you're putting out, or you know, st- viral content, or um, print advertising, direct mail, you know, whatever that is, 
that the creative element of that is something that you should absolutely be testing. If you're spending the kind of money to develop that content, we've talked about that. We had an episode about content marketing mm-hmm. uh, where we talked about the investment that really goes into doing that right. Uh, so if you're if you're making that investment, there's no reason you can't spend a little bit of extra time to make sure that you're maximizing the value of that 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 investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the content I think is or or the uh, the creative and the way that you're kind of presenting that creative is is certainly one of the first places that I would start to to look at and optimize. Um, the I guess if we're 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 really talking about data driven design here, right? So uh we'll assume that one of the places you're one of the primary places you're trying to drive that audience then would be to a website um some sort of a landing page uh that's another great starting point you know optimizing your landing page trying different calls to action you know different text than a button different imagery um there there is a lot of information about out there about uh, how people have gotten amazingly different results from just two using two different pictures on a landing page, um, and, you know how well one worked versus how poorly another one worked. All everything else being the same, you know that those two things can actually have a huge effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you try maybe a video at the top of that page versus some text and a form and an, you know and an image? Um, all of those things are, are, are things that you can and should be testing, and that would kind of be the place where I would start if you're if you're a little overwhelmed by it all. Um, you know, they're fairly easy to test. You know, you're looking at a, an individual ad mm-hmm. and A-B testing an ad. Um, you know, again, we talked last week in, in our Facebook 101 episode about, um, you know, a lot about A-B testing ads on Facebook in particular, but we've also talked about A-B testing direct mail pieces against each other and, um, you know, even magazine ads and, and things like that. I mean, it's there's certainly uh, a lot of ability to do that. Um, and they're easy metrics, right? At that point, really, you're wondering, does somebody do what you want them to do, which is generally, did they click through to my website um, or uh, pick up the phone and, and, you know, and call me? Uh, that's stuff that gets tracked basically by default by whatever platform you're using. Otherwise, you know, if it's something that's a little more traditional, make sure you build that, the ability to measure that metric into your creative, right. um, which we, again, have another whole episode that was dedicated to, to that topic and how to do that. Right. Um, from there, once they're on your website, the ability to, to determine, hey, well, we sent X number of people to the site and we converted why out of that number test that versus versus another version of that landing page again it's fairly simple then to figure out what worked better right and what didn't mm-hmm. uh and then take the element that worked better and now test something else and see what else you can optimize test and test yeah i know because if you would think that you would uh understand you know why people were relating to one image differently, you know, just say one's got a man in it, one's got a woman in it, where it seems fairly evident, but just to test and test is important, I assume, because maybe something else they're seeing, maybe the, you know, maybe the way the woman's dressed, or maybe 
the you know the expression on her face or you know some context of an image or uh, the advertisement that's you know not so evident to you may be the reason. So to test and test would make sense to me. Well, it also helps identify um, areas where you have issues, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when you get into on the technical side and and web design and um, you know testing mobile device. Um, conversion rates versus desktop conversion rates you know Mm. are you not doing something well on mobile uh, that you're doing just fine on desktop because somebody's not really designing that interface for a mobile device uh, or for the way that people use their mobile devices or the or vice versa are you only worried about mobile uh, but you're generating a lot of traffic on desktop and you're not really looking at it and paying attention to the way that you try to convert on desktop Um, a lot of variables yeah, and that's and again, that's that's where I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and and they start to just kind of say, well, it's a lot easier not to do it than to figure out a way to do it right, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you know, not not to not advertise, but not to measure and test their advertising and just kind of say, well, it's just going to kind of be what it's going to be, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately. I could see how it could be interesting too, though. I mean, it's almost like a social experiment in some respects. If you run a negative and a positive message, and just to really measure with that service or product how it's responding. I mean, it's hugely interesting and sure. enlightening, right? When you actually realize, um, I, I mean, we're the perfect example. We had uh, a version of our website that I thought was gonna just kind of blow people away that it, it um i just really really liked the way that it came together what we did with it and it really was our, our home page primarily that we were um uh, kind of working on and the the one kind of primary element that i thought was really going to do well people just skipped right over mm. like it just it it was like no nobody cared and when i then was able to kind of put myself in in the user's shoes and look at it uh, objectively, it was what we like what we've talked about before. It was kind of a vanity section of the site. It was something that yeah, it was pretty cool and and right. from our standpoint um, was was a good representation of us and um, what we do and and you know which was kind of what I thought that where I thought the value was. But ultimately, it didn't solve anybody's problem. Right. It didn't get them where they wanted to go faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't solve their answer their questions any faster. It didn't help them accomplish the goal they were trying to accomplish any sooner. It really was more about us kind of showcasing what we wanted to, and it wasn't about solving the user's problem. Right. Uh, and the only reason we knew that because otherwise i would have gone on believing that hey it's great it looks great you know works great you know it is what it is but the only reason for that was heat maps Mm -hmm. right i was tracking heat maps on our site of what people were actually clicking on what they were looking at what they were spending time with Mm -hmm. and that was one that just was like a zero across the board it was basically like it just was non-existent on the page Mm -hmm. entirely um you know and and so that happens a lot where you do something you think people are going to respond to and you think that uh you know well 
if nobody responds to this, it's because it was put in the wrong place or, you know, whatever other kind of criteria you want to blame it on, but not necessarily the fact that, look, it just didn't work because that didn't work. You got the right people there, but the design didn't work. You know, it was the wrong whatever. Um, I think about like a, the campaign we did recently, the direct mail campaign, where uh, you came up with the idea of putting custom URLs on the postcards. And we're kind of in the middle of that campaign, but I mean, that's a very specific instance of how you can use it, print for web, you know, for data-driven design. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, you know, I get some custom pieces like that in the the mail for my daughter. She's, you know, she's looking at colleges. and I believe the other day she went on one of the links and it welcomed her by name on the site, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know. Makes an impact. Yeah, is really, you know, an interesting application for something like that. Meanwhile, you know, they're collecting data on her so that they can market to her again. Oh, yeah. But that's, yeah, they want to know she was there and right? then she responded to the piece she got and right. um, for sure. But there's, you know... The, the the practice of data collection, I think, um, maybe a little bit of a tangent, but I guess not if we're talking about data-driven design, but um, I think it's kind of funny sometimes that people get really, really protective of their data. Yeah. Um, and the bottom line is you're one of tens, if not hundreds of millions of anonymous mm-hmm. users, pieces of data in that system, you yeah. know, if Facebook, yeah, I think a lot of what they do is pretty shady, a lot of what they track. But ultimately, there's not a person that's sitting there going, ooh, Chris Searles, you know, was at this place or, you know, goes goes to this deli all the time or, you know, what was he doing here or, you know, any, you know, viewed this page or or whatever. Nobody cares. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't, you know, it's it's just kind of... um, Unless you're... Searching for ingredients to make a bomb. That's yeah. The only time. <laughs> and even then, right? I mean, Facebook apparently isn't very good at tracking down. Yeah. I, mean, I guess they're getting better at, so how close at are they misinformation and, and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, the it's kind of what we're talking about here. The amount of data is so massive that the idea is to analyze it at scale and look for patterns. It's not to look at any one individual person's you know, usage and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, yeah, they'll try to match a person based on what an advertiser is saying they want to reach and saying, okay, well, this person has been to that place or something like that. But you're a category. You're not an individual. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But, you know, I think ultimately the, the point of this entire episode really is the tools are there, right? Don't guess. When you don't have to guess, don't guess. You know, your your first attempt is going to have to be somewhat of a of a, uh, a targeted, educated guess. Uh, from there, optimize, measure, optimize, measure, optimize. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It was the closing of last week's episode, mm-hmm. right? Test, optimize, test again, optimize, test again, optimize. Work you know? involved. Yeah. Use the data. Don't get overwhelmed. Start somewhere, right? Just start. It doesn't mean that you had to do everything all at once. Start with one thing. If you're doing, if you're optimizing one thing, you're doing better than you were doing yesterday. Mm -hmm. Start there and then try something else.